0: what you want to do, say what you want to say, all I know is these two men came, and they said, in the name of Jesus, and power and strength came into my leg. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. You see, it's not your words that's gonna set any person free. It's not your words are gonna do the work. It's the word of the Lord coming forth out of you. That word has power because it's the name of Jesus.
1: What did Jesus mean when he told us we could use his name? Too often we use the name of Jesus as a tagline or a magic incantation. In today's sermon, Pastor Eddie Mason explains the power and authority in the name of Jesus and just how we should use it.
0: they have victory today because of the name of Jesus. Amen. Bev Gamalo, she has victory today because of the name of Jesus and we can just keep going around the room and around the room and around the room. Anybody in here have any problems going on? Just slip up your hand. Wait now. We're Christian. Well let me just give you you a little hint. In the name of Jesus you have victory. Amen. Now, you got to claim victory. Yeah, come on, give God praise. you got to claim that victory, and you have to hold on to that victory, because if you don't hold on to your victory, guess what? The enemy's going to come, and what's he going to do? He's going to steal your victory. What does John say? The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He wants to make you a victim, a victim mentality. Let me tell you what a victim mentality is. A victim blames everybody else but himself. He, he does not want to take any responsibility for his life or anybody else's life. And so he becomes a victim. And no matter what happens, it's poor me, poor, pitiful me. Well, I want you to take poor, pitiful you, put him on your feet and stomp on him. Poor, pitiful you needs to be put to death. And the magnificent, glorious son of God inside you and you need to rise up oh, you missed a good time. You think I'm talking about Jesus. I'm not. I'm talking about you. Are you not the son of God? Now, you're not the Savior. You're not the Messiah. But you are sons and daughters of the Most High God, and somehow we lose that identity because we're we're embarrassed or, or we're afraid or we're timid or we know how much we screw up. That's not good from the pulpit to use that word, but it's the truth. We know how many unfortunate mistakes we make. We know how often we rebel. I want to put it in, in, in theological terms, it's commit iniquity. We know those things, and so we, 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 we're embarrassed, I'm the son of God. Get over yourself. You didn't promote yourself there. You can't take yourself out of that position. Whether you accept it or you don't accept it, you are the son of God. My son, David, changed his name out in California. He changed who he, what his name is. He changed it to Amber, Amble, what? Amble Gray. Now, you got to know David in order to appreciate that. That's the walking dead. And he can deny all he wants to that he's my son. He can disclaim that I'm his father. He can go to the court and have my relationship severed with him. He's not going to. Don't get get me wrong. He can do any of those things he wants to do. I don't care what he does. He is my son. He will always be my son. He was born my son and he'll die my son. Amen. Amen. Now, is going to die, but David's going to live. Amen? You understand where I'm going from? All right. Maybe you got some of that going on. In the name of Jesus, I have the victory. I sang that last week. I won't sing it again. The second reason I want to teach about his name is what I said before. Too often we use it like we're casting a spell. I'm going to call you up here, and I'm going to pray over you. And then the tagline is going to be, in the name of Jesus. And what we're going to do is we're going to explain to God why this person should be healed. God, this is a good man. He's done great things for the kingdom. He's a beautiful person. He's a giver. He loves. Lord, we ask you to heal him. Why? Because of all of that stuff? That ain't worth nothing. Father's going, would you get to it? I Know all those things. Come on. Either that or the Bible's a liar. The Bible said, Our righteousness is as filthy rag. Now, He, he takes those righteous acts and He loves those righteous acts, but with the reason that a person will be healed is not because of the righteous acts they've done or how good a person they are. The righteous, the, the people will be healed because of the name of Jesus, the authority of of the blood of Jesus that was shed and it was said that by his stripes we are healed that's the reason we get healed that's the only reason we get healed is because of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross and so they don't need explaining to God what a good person it is you know what that really is we don't know what to say we're not asking the Holy Spirit we're just kind of coming from what's in our heart and we're trying to do the best we can if you're trying to encourage somebody, that's great. Tell them how great they are. Tell them how good they are. But if you're trying to get somebody healed, you better get into the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah, come on, give God praise. Give God praise. And so we don't want to use it like like a lot of the church and a lot of the world uses it as a tagline or to make us seem spiritual. What we want to do is we want to learn how to do what Jesus said for us to do. Peter and John um, were accused of of healing a crippled man and the high priest wasn't happy about it and began to question them. Isn't that something? man been crippled since life. They walk in the temple, they're begging for silver and gold and and Peter and John, they say, well, we ain't got none of that stuff, but, but what's his, in the name of who? Stand up and walk. And they were mad about it. And let me tell you, I've been told all my life, if healing start flowing, man, the church will grow, people get raised from the dead. Let me let you in on a little secret. That happened all during the New Testament church, and everybody didn't get saved. What gets people saved is the Holy Spirit and him moving on men and women's hearts and him doing the thing. And he'll heal people. He'll deliver people. He'll manifest but he's saying I am the God of all creation worship me as I am Acts 7.10 and when they had placed them in the center they began to inquire by what power by what power or in what name they're synonymous the power of God and the name of God are synonymous they said in whose name by what authority did you do this let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He said, not me. I didn't do anything. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, I don't want you to be confused with which Jesus I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one you crucified. The one you crucified, that's that power. You know, we, we, we don't believe those things would happen this day and age. We have a good friend that down in Brunswick, and uh, his name is Bill Ligon. Don't worry about the paper. it will just blow one off. His name is Bill Ligon. Bill was a Baptist preacher. Bill got filled with the Holy Spirit, started praying for people. He went to the hospital, and he prayed for an older man that was dying of cancer that had given him less than a day to live. And when he got back home, there was a deacons meeting that had been planned. And if you know anything about the Baptist church, and this is not condemnation, this is just reality, the pastor does not run the church, the deacons run the church. And so if they don't like the pastor, they fire him and they hire a new one. So they come in there, and and Bill said he knew there was something wrong because there were 75 deacons there, and they never had that many deacons there in their entire life. He said, 75 deacons, so you you know it's an extremely large church. And And the head deacon walks up to him and said, Bill... I understand you've been doing that healing stuff. Bill said, what are you talking about? And the head deacon said, don't play games with us. He said, we know you've been over, and you prayed for Pop, and you prayed for him to be healed, and we don't want you to do that. Now, you got to know Bill. Old Bill can be pretty stern, and he's pretty tall, and he just stood up straight as there, and he said, how many of you deacons have checked on Pop? How many of you know what's, what's going on with Pop? Y'all are condemning me for praying for him. He said, but y'all, don't even, you haven't even been to the hospital. You haven't visited him. You had not prayed for him. You had not done anything, and yet you want to be mad with me. He said, let me tell you what happened. He said, I walked in the room, and I told him what the book of James said about anointing with oil and praying the prayer of faith. And Pop looked at me and said, pour a bottle on if you want to. I want to be healed. Bill said he took the oil, he poured it on him, and he said he prayed for him. Chairman of the deacons said, I don't care what the Bible says. We don't want you praying for people in this church. And Bill said, well, do any of you know where Pop is now? They said, no. to Pop left the hospital two hours after I prayed for him, and him and his wife are on vacation. Pop lived four more years before he went to be with the Lord. But when that took place, when he said that he was healed and went on vacation, the chairman of the Board of Deacons looked at him and said, Bill, this ain't going to work. You're fired. Come on. This wasn't 2,000 years ago. Yeah, he is. Amen. He is a lie. He is a lie. Here it is. By whose whose authority did you do How could you do that? You see, Peter and John took action. Turn to your neighbor and say they took action. You know what that means? They acted upon their faith. They didn't go... Lord, you know that crippled man in front of the temple? Sure would be good if you just raised him. Not what they did. They looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up. And the Bible says he lifted him up. <laughs> And he walked. You see, he, he he engaged in his faith. He took action on his faith. And then where did the power come from? The Holy Spirit rushed in. And the Bible says that he went jumping and leaping and praising God. How did he go? Jumping and leaping and praising God. How many of you think he was embarrassed? Woo! I don't think he was the least bit embarrassed They could have told him to sit down And you know what he said I've been sitting for nearly 40 years I'm going to dance before the Lord I'm going to run before the Lord I'm going to jump before the Lord Because the Lord has healed me Do what you want to do Say what you want to say All I know is these two men came And they said in the name of Jesus And power and strength came into my leg Why? Because of the name of Jesus all I'm doing is building us up just a little bit. Acts 3.16 and, and his name, by faith in his name. Turn to your neighbor and say, faith in his name. Say it one more time, faith in his name. He made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. He said he had faith, he had faith in what? His name. Faith his name. The name of the king includes his honor, his power, and his kingdom. His name is the symbol of his power. Each name of God embodies and represents some part of the glory of the Holy One. The name of Jesus is the expression of everything he has done and everything he is and everything he lives to do. Somebody over here said he's alive. Who said that? Say it again. Come on, y'all say it. He's He's alive. He's alive. He's active and he's alive. We need to know that. Jesus is, uh, is doing the stuff in the heavenly realm and releasing it through the Holy Spirit to be done here on earth. And the name of Jesus is being exalted. With the name of Jesus mentioned, it should bring to mind the whole man and what you know about him. When we talk about it and we get ready to pray and we're going to say in the name of Jesus, somebody talked about in your mind, and your imagination. I'm not talking about conjuring stuff up, but you've got to be able to see Jesus. Until you see Jesus walk up to pray for that man, you ought not open your mouth. Uh-oh. Or at least be honest enough to say, Jesus is not here, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. Am I getting anywhere with you? It's more teaching than preaching today, I know. Listen, when we call on the name of Jesus, we ought to see the embodiment of it. You know, one of the things that, one of the things that we can see is the blood. But I don't want to just see the blood. What I want to do is I want to see that flash of light when he came out of that grave. I want to see that explosion that took place. I want to see that light that made that imprint on that shroud that says Jesus was here. Jesus was raised by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit raised him and and he now is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for each one of us. He hadn't forgotten us. He's moving in power and authority for you it's Jesus calling turn to your neighbor and say Jesus loves me say this I know for the Bible tells me so Woo! And so here I am, I'm going to pray for somebody, I'm going to invoke the name of Jesus, and I'm really not even invited the Holy Spirit to come in yet, I'm just assuming that because I'm there and I'm doing it, God's going to do it. I haven't asked him, I haven't seen him, I haven't done anything. Let me give you a a great example. I'm praying over a girl, and she's not doing any good, things are not getting any better, and the tears are getting stronger, and they're getting stronger, and, and things Things are just not the way they're supposed to be. And I'm invoking the name of Jesus and I'm praying everything I know to pray in the Bible. Anybody ever done that? Boy, you just keep praying and you just keep praying and you give every every word you can give and finally say, okay, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so I stepped back and I shut my mouth and the Holy Spirit said, son, she's been raped. She can't be healed until she's released of the woundedness of that rape. You know what I said? Nah, that's just me. Can I tell you the opposite of that is true? Everything I'd been praying was just me. Now the Holy Spirit began to intervene. I looked at her and I said, I said, ma'am, have you been raped? She broke down on the floor and tears are flowing out and her husband standing beside her and he said I don't know anything about a rape and she is crying and crying and when she finally stands up she said how did you know he said the Holy Spirit told he wants to heal the of that the woundedness of that the healing started And the tears began to stop. And the joy of the Lord began to come forth. And one that walked in in a problem walked out in worship. Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. I just thank Jesus for doing that. I didn't invite him in. He just interrupted. And when he interrupted, he spoke the words that needed to be said in order to be set her free. You see, it's not your words that's going to set any person free. It's not your words that are going to do the work. It's the word of the Lord coming forth out of you. That word has power because it's the name of Jesus. So we have to learn to speak his word. We have to begin to see him in the present. We have to invite him into the situation. Well, Eddie, isn't he already there? What does it hurt you to say, Jesus, would you come be in the midst of what I'm about to do? Would you lead me and guide me and tell me what I need to do? People come up here for healing all the time and there's unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment inside of them and we never tap it because we're afraid to. We never listen to what the Holy Spirit says. They come in sick and they go home sick. The unforgiveness and the bitterness is never released. It's just hanging on and it's like, it's like death encapsulated inside the body. And it's a bitter root that's taking hold and killing them. And you see, it's when we get to the name of Jesus, we got to get over this garbage that we can't tell people that we're hurting. We can't tell people that we're bitter. We can't tell people we got unforgiveness. We can't tell people that we hate somebody. We can't tell somebody that that there's something going on in our life because we got to wear this shroud of, of, of mockery that says, I'm perfect and everything is okay in my life. And the Bible says that's nothing but lying because it's not true there's hurt and there's woundedness that's never been given to him because he'll take it all. Come on. Come on. We talk about break every chain. Listen, God wants to break every chain but he won't, and he won't break it in his name. He's the one that wants glory for it. Not you, not me. He breaks every chain. What does it mean to do a thing in the name of another? It's to come with His power and His authority as His representative and His substitute. Using another name always presupposes a common... (laughs) How many of you know what I tell you my worst problem is? Anybody here know what it is? You know what the Holy Spirit continually tells me? I've told it a thousand times. He said, Eddie, you are selfish. When I'm selfish, that means my spirit is in conflict with the Holy Spirit. He's not telling me I'm selfish because he's mad at me. He's telling me I'm selfish so I can get that out of the way or give that to him and he can take over and do what it is that he wants to do. But I just say, no, I'm going to hang on to this selfishness. And God said, well, you can hang on to it, but you are blocking my authority and my power that's supposed to flow for you because all of a sudden, we're don't have we not one in mind and one in accord. You see, it's wonderful in the upper room that they got in one mind and one accord, but who they got in one mind and one accord with was each other, but it was also with the Holy Spirit. And so when I, when I come to this place of common interest, when I come to this place that my heart is to do what Jesus wants on the earth and not what Eddie wants, most times when I pray for people, it's because that's what I want to see happen. Boy, y'all are getting awful quiet. I, I just want to tear down all the walls, guys. I want to see this stuff torn down so that we can press through and go, go through like we're supposed to. I want us to see a, do what God has called us to do. Jesus said, I came to do the will of my Father. When Jesus commissioned to you, he said he gave you that power and authority to do the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit said, I'm going to manifest Jesus through you, and Jesus is going to be glorified. And if Jesus can't be manifest through you, then you're not going to be able to do the stuff. If they see you and they don't see Jesus, if they magnify you and they don't magnify Jesus, something is wrong. And we're going to read a scripture in a minute where he says that he gave them all authority to do all things in his name. And he didn't put any limitations on it. But before that, there's a scripture that says, hey, he became his friend. I got to to thinking about that. I said, you know, that's a strange thing he said that. Because if you remember, the 12 and 60 or 72 others went out Jesus sent them out into the, into the countryside and they came back and they were super excited and they said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And yet Jesus said, you've not asked anything in my name yet. He said, Lord, that's a little confusing to me. I know they did some things in your name. And he said, I gave them the anointing that breaks the yoke so they could see the power of my name, but it was limited, limited. Limited, turn to your neighbor and say, limited, limited authority. We see outbreaks of limited authority all around us. We see a few healings because of the limited authority that operates in us. And Jesus has just given us a kiss. But I want to see revival break out. And, and I don't care whether it looks like what's happening in any other church or not. The revival I want to see is a revival of the heart, where the heart is melded with Jesus Christ And when the miracles are done, Jesus is high and lifted up and no man takes any credit for it. And everybody knows that Jesus is in the building. Amen. That Jesus lives in the house. He is ours. He is inside us doing His thing. No one gives another the free use of His name without first being assured, knowing His honor and His interest are as safe with another as they are with himself. Woo-hoo. I got a sneaking suspicion, folks. You know these people that sell their prophecy? Y'all ever, y'all ever heard of that? When they sell their prophecy? I got a sneaking suspicion the Holy Spirit doesn't have anything to do I believe they've given him prophecy. But I believe it's coming straight out of the mouth of the seed. Why? Because they're taking glory for everything. You think Jesus is going to trust fully? Limited? Yeah. Fully? Somebody that's not going to see it as precious. To somebody that when the name of Jesus... They don't smell the fragrance of salvation when somebody comes in the name of Jesus and they don't light up like Jesus did? What if that, that little time that you decided, and I'm just asking, don't, don't get all condemnation, what if that little time when you were in the drugstore and they couldn't get the battery that you needed, right, and before long you were standing on your head about to hurt somebody. And instead of edifying, you began to release your wrath and your anger, whether it was inside or out, you may not have shown it, but inside of you, boy, you're told totally, I know I, that happened to me when I was in Florida when I got the call on Ernie. If I didn't have still payments left on my phone, I would have busted that sucker into 10,000 pieces. I was so frustrated I was so angry, I could not communicate. It just made me mad. This is what my wife said when I finally get in touch with her through Herman's phone outside somewhere. She said, what if the Lord doesn't want you to be able to get through?
1: I don't care. I need to talk to Rhonda. Rhonda.
0: Y'all act like y'all ain't never been there. What if that little temper tantrum of mine is instead of being a display of Jesus, is a display of my flesh? Well, Eddie, have you got to be perfect? No. But you can't make excuses either. When you screw up, you better repent. Repent quickly. God I don't want to reveal my nature I want to reveal the nature of Jesus Christ let me just make this one more statement I'm going to close if you reveal the nature of Jesus one of two things is going to happen they're going to break down like that little waitress did start crying or they're going to look at you and say get the hell away from me I never want to talk to you It's only two things. And so when that demon manifests and he speaks to you that way, understand what's going on and begin to intercede and begin to cast that sucker away if she begins to fall down. I'm to tell one more story about the name of Jesus. Vince was there. Darlene was there. Several there. Howard Johnson was there. They, they took him to their house. They're going to pray for him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But instead of the Holy Spirit manifesting, a demon rises up. And they start praying over this demon. Now, I'd had a long day, and I think it was Vince that called me, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, come over here. We need some help. And being the man of God I am, I'm thinking, oh, God, let me just, let 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 me think of a reason why I shouldn't stay. So I'm driving over there, and I said, you know, boys, what we need to do is we need to pray, fast and pray. I got this whole formula going on. It's not the Lord. We need to fast and pray. So let's go home and go back to sleep. We'll put this, we'll put this demon to, at peace, and in the morning when we're refreshed, we'll come back and we'll cast that demon out. So I think I told him all that, and I got Howard up in. I said, to Howard, when I pray the peace of the Lord, what I want you to do is you're gonna to come to rest and then we're gonna deal with that demon later. He said, Okay. I raised my hand up and I said, in the name of Jesus. Right, He starts spitting and spottering. And he getting he on all fours and I'm going, I'm gonna be up all night long. <laughs> I got I finally got so tired. I left. Vince and Darlene were still there. A second shift came in. And they were were these that, and it's cool, I don't don't do it, but they they were these that they took their Bible and it was like a a sword. And they go, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And they beat him in the chest (laughs) with his Bible. Finally, the demon left. And Howard got filled with the Holy Spirit and everything turned out good. But let me tell you what, when the name of Jesus was invoked, the enemy could not stand it. Let me tell you the end of that, and then we'll quit. He's a good Baptist boy. So he goes back and he tells his pastor, and his pastor says, there aren't any demons anymore. Howard said, uh, I don't mean to argue with you, but I know for sure. Those suckers are real. What's more real than the demons that manifest is the name. When it says every knee will bow, I'm going to tell you the truth. Demons have to bow at the name of Christ. Amen. Stand here.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. No, we did not. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: that's right
0: <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. I'll get my
1: hat. Amen. And, uh...
0: Amen. 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 Come on, give God praise. Thank you. Uh, That's just good confirmation what the Holy Spirit, you know, I've got you set up for a good altar call. But the Lord said, no, that's not the way I want the altar call. It's going to be the altar call. Listen to me now. This week. Challenge you to worship. Challenge you to focus on the name of Jesus. I'm challenging you to bring somebody that needs healing, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual. And then we raise your hand. We raise your hand. We say it. We are going to move in the name of the Lord. Amen. We're going to see we're going to see demons cast out. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people delivered. We're going to see Wounded people set free next Sunday. I'll do my part. Will you do your part? Let me ask that again. Will you do your part? Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessing. Lord. we thank you for the joy of the Lord. Lord, we come to you right now in your name.
1: Mm.
0: Lord, we, we, we release the fragrance of salvation right here. And each one of us carries that name with us we are the son and the daughter of the most high God we were birthed in blood and we've been revived in newness of life and we are empowered by your spirit we walk in the pleasure of your love Jesus it's in your name
1: we pray amen Eddie Mason is the senior pastor at Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. Please join us every Sunday morning. For service times, locations, and other information about the church, visit us at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless and keep you.